how you hit that free throw with no jumper. Take my people out of section eight. I stand behind my promise. Pray to God it took a leap of faith like Pac and Biggie Papa. Black Lives Matter over here. The truth they can't see yeah. too often. Get the kid facing trauma, stress, depression, marijuana, 50 cents a jack, heart disease from me now carry out a sweat, blood and tears. My cousin spent five years at this McDonald's, taking classes, studying social work, and hosting fillers pockets. Scarlet fever from industrial parks, pollution gave us asthma. I can't trust the news no more. Cause they put filters on their cameras Six men tell it straight out here Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford One leg inside the trench My wrist came from corporate office uh, Here's the truth Might above the matters I can't let them starve Hood preacher I can't let my city ever fall apart Made mistakes before Overcome the odds And took a charge Built a damn pile Took my youngest Yeah, I'm with the six man How you hit that free throw With no jumper Take my people out of section eight I stand behind my promise Pray to God It took a leap of faith Like Pac and Biggie Papa Black Lives Matter over here, the truth they can't see too often, yeah, yeah, we need change of perks, we always had it the worst, cause white folk policies left us cursed, we need retribution, put 10 bands inside my grandma purse, they set us back a thousand years and took our culture here as dirt, we all kings and queens, right, just hit the six man for advice, my mind was stuck in the gutter, spoken reason changed my life, meditation kept us woke, therapeutic vibes and quotes, they just killed Breonna Taylor, so it's hard to trust her folks, and I sent a prayer for Sent a yeah. for White collar crime through the stock market Mail fraud When it came to food stamps My brother never had a choice Fast forward He just copped through 20 acres yeah. I'm with the six man How you hit that free throw with no jumper Take my people out of section 8 I stand behind my promise Pray to God it took a leap of faith Like Pac and Biggie Papa Black Lives Matter over here The truth they can't see yeah. I'm with the six man How you hit that free throw with no jumper Take my people out of section 8 I stand behind my promise Pray to God it took a leap of faith like Pac and Biggie Papa Black Lives Matter over here The truth they can't see too often yeah. You listen to Real Talk with the Six Man Welcome back to the show y'all Welcome back This is your host the Six Man, and you are tuned into Real Talk with the Six Man. And I thought tonight we would have a candid conversation in regards to a man's rib. I had a conversation with my spiritual mother about a week ago. And I think the conversation that we had led me to bring her on so she can get in depth in some of the stuff that she was saying in regards to a man and um, some challenges men may have in regards to picking their helpmate. And she spoke on the rib cage and spoke about how important the rib cage was and um, how vital it was to our organs, you know, everything that's that that the rib cage protects. You know what I mean? And so I think that um, we we do um, we we do take the ribs for granted at some at sometimes because it's like we don't really look at what they protect. But when she broke it down, I was like, wow, that's deep. So I want her to be able to have an opportunity to speak on that analogy with the rib cage. And why it's so important, but then dive into, you know, the importance of a man, his rib cage, and how that um, aptitudes to a woman. So, Miss K. Ron, yeah, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. How are you? So, just so you know, real quick, I just wanted you to know that Nikita Harris Chambers is watching. So, you better be on your best behavior. Oh, hey, Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey girl. so how how has the week um how's the week been for you so far? So far, so good. I am excited about um, spending time with family on Thanksgiving. 
Um, my son recently got married in September, and so I have a new daughter in love. I oh, simply wow. love her. Okay. And um, so we're going to touch on some of the things that made it uh, official for him that she was his his she she was his real. Okay. If you, if you get what I'm saying, if this was the this was the the thing that um something that I planted into my son years ago. Okay. Um, that he was able to identify who his wife would be, and um, and so now things are running smooth. They starting their business together. Okay. Power couple already, and okay. so yeah, that's what's up. Okay. So, um, if you would, would you give the listeners just a brief, um, a brief conduit on how we met and how we've continued our relationship thus far? Sure, sure. So, um, of course, you know when we, you and I met was on it happenstance um, because there was a, I want to say, a tumultuous time in your life where you were going through something with your previous wife. Right. And um that 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 particular time for you as I saw it was a time that was very vulnerable for you. Um but it was also a time that allowed me to know that there were some things that were going on behind the scenes that made you very angry. Not just at the person but just life because things were not falling in line as you thought or anticipated that it would be during your during your your time with your wife at that time and so um and seeing that um there were times when i would counsel and just speak life over situations um the other party just wasn't receiving the wisdom that was being given to her and one of the things that was stated was that a wise woman builds her house up, but a foolish woman tears it down. A right. house is a building. It's just a building, but it takes a woman of nurture to make it a home. Right. And so when, and, and part of that home is her mate, her husband. Right. And so if she doesn't meet the needs of her husband, she, and she tears that, that part of the house down, it becomes null and void. What does that mean? That means that the vision that the man has been given by God, if she doesn't do anything to help build that vision, and if she just tears it down, she doesn't help to build it up. What happens to her house? It becomes destroyed. Right. And so during that time, um, it's, it just seemed like there were so many things that could have been spoken that would allow you to, have be, to become a little bit more calm, more resilient. But when you have someone that doesn't notice the vision, doesn't see the vision, doesn't have any um, means of helping to build the vision up, what happens to the vision? It gets destroyed. That's correct. And, and ultimately... <clears throat> The, the marriage became disconnected and became um, in a place of separation and then eventually divorce. Right. So then what happens to the vision that God gave you? That's the question. So so you, you were at a very vulnerable time, and I'm going to prove my point um, using scripture as we go along with the conversation. Okay. But what happens to the vision of a man when his, his relationship falters and it becomes separated from the one that he has chosen to be his spouse, his helpmate. Mm. And then he moves on. What happens to the vision? It doesn't just go away. Right. Something happens. And so, and, and so, you know, when we look at the ribs, 
right? Mm-hmm. When we look at the ribs, um, we look at the ribs as it protects the, the lungs, the heart, the, uh, the liver, the intestines, how you process your food. All of those things are covered by and protected by the ribs. They are vital organs. Puncturing them could, can cause a, a, a life or death situation, right? Correct, correct. But, but what I saw in you was not only vulnerability, but what I also saw in you was an angry young man that needed to be nurtured back to life. Mm. And so with that, what does a mother do with her child? She covers that child. She protects that child. She nurtures that child until it gets the things that it it needs to sustain in life. And what I saw in you was that you were crying out. It wasn't that you were lonely or that you didn't need a mom. You had a mother, but there was nobody to deal with you on a spiritual level to help to nurture you back to the place where you can understand that you are a man with a vision. Mm. And that you needed to grow in your spirit, man, so that everything else lined up. So, first of all, we are spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and our emotions, and we live in a body. Right. And everything that we do, we make decisions based on our soul. It affects our spirit and eventually will affect our body. Correct. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let you go on from there. You tell you tell the audience what you think about that situation. Um, what so, was your perspective? So <laughs> first and foremost, I just want to let you know that we are going live um, in my group. Um, well, we have a couple group members on here now. So as we kind of have the discussion, if I see a question or if I see a comment, I will present it to you just to see if you can give them some enlightenment on their comment or question. But getting back to you, um, I think for me. Um, at that time, I would say, yes, I was angry. Um, but I also would say that I was looking for, um, answers because I think that when I begun the journey, I, and I tell everybody that I never even thought about divorce when I got married, I never even thought about it. Like it wasn't like a thought in my mind, like this is something that I'm gonna have to eventually deal with. But when it, when it started coming down to that point, you know, coming to the point of, you know, no return, I felt like I needed to reach out to the individual that was mentoring, you know, my ex-wife. And so I remember reaching out to you and I remember, you know, you, 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 uh, not reluctantly, but you, you know, when I spoke to you, I think you heard in my voice that I'm going to say, we, we needed, we needed help. And I think that when you came to the house and we sat down and talked and I never forget it was on Father's Day. And that's why I felt kind of bad because we kind of, you know, we kind of took up your whole day. But um, I think I thought that that was special because, you know, that takes a a special type of person to take out that amount of time for a person on that type of day. So, I, you know, I always I always thank you for that. But I think that in the little bit of time that we had to talk that even when we went outside and I kind of talked to you outside, you know, one-on-one. And when you came back in the house, it was like the perception that you had gotten from, from others. Mm -hmm. And then the perception that you got from me when you were in front of me was totally different. Yeah. It was like, yes. Was he angry? Yes. But why? Mm -hmm. And now I have a, I now have a full understanding of where the anger and the emotion is coming from. Exactly. And so I think that for me, um, I would say that I was, I humbled myself because I I felt like, you know, some of the, um, 
some of the counsel that I got from Minister Skip and his wife. I, I love the littles. I, I love the littles. Um, you know, told me, go home. Be the best man you can be. Be the best husband you can be. And then if it still doesn't work, something has to be looked at because it might not be you. And I didn't want to necessarily, you know, say that it was something wrong with her because I knew we both were broke. And I remember and I remember sitting at the table and you telling us both of you guys are broke and there's no way two broke people can fix each other. That's one of the things that I I never forgot. And so I think with that vision, um, you know, moving forward, I have two homies. Um, I got two guys in my core group of people who recently went through divorce. Um, I wouldn't say it was as nasty as mine, but they went through divorce and they've recently remarried. And so for me now, the vision is I still have an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. I still have an opportunity to not give up on myself, not give up on some of the things that I was doing, um, understanding my role a little bit better, um, understanding that I got to be a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more humble and listen a lot more and not um, and not um, re- not react, but respond, meaning, you know, exactly. take some take some time to think about what I want to say, you know, try to articulate it as best as I can and definitely not react because I think a lot of the stuff that I went through with her was just reaction. And I, and I remember kind of telling her a lot that there's a reaction to every action. And I think that I was just saying that as a warning, like if you do this, then nine times out of 10, I'm going to do this. But even, even thinking about it now, after I went to counselor, I understood that that wasn't kind of the right way to, I guess, speak to her. Like, cause my, my, my counselor was like, it sounded like you was threatening her. Uh-huh. I was like, no, I wasn't threatening her. She said, that's what it sounded like to me. And I'm a woman. So, I, so I think that, you know, in regards to us still having our relationship and then still going to counseling, it helped me because I'm, I'm listening to a woman, you know what I mean? And it's like, yes. if she's telling me this from a woman's perspective, then I got to think on the outside looking in, what, what, what was I looking like to her in certain situations? So, mm-hmm. so I had to look scary. I had to be you know, something where, you know, I, I can I can understand to the point now why she was probably scared enough to call the police, but not necessarily go as far as she did with it. But I would say for the most part, my vision stands to this day that I think I'm still merged material. I think I still have what it takes to be a great um a great husband. And I just wanna have the opportunity to do so. But I don't wanna rush into that opportunity. I wanna make sure that it feels right. You know, I think one of the things that I didn't do the last time is I didn't make sure everything felt right. I think that with my dad being as sick as he was, being in hospice and asking him, would he come to my, if I got married, would he come? And him on his, you know, somewhat deathbed said he would be there. It, it was just an emotional decision. And I remember texting her like, look, we need to do it. Let's do it now. So, right. you know, I tell people now, if one of the things that we could have did was go to counseling, I, 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 I honestly honestly think that we probably wouldn't have gotten married right so that's kind of that's that's kind of where i am at this point right so one of the things that you said that stood out was that you did it based on your emotions yeah and so i always tell people you can't base things and make decisions based on your feelings because your feelings will take you to a place that you don't want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay (laughs) And so what that means is this, 
a lot of times we go and we do things on impulse. I feel like I want to do this. I feel like I want to do that. And we just do it. We make a hasty decision. We never take the time to say, okay, if I do this, what are the consequences or what will be the benefits of me doing this? Right. So let's take a moment and let me pause before I do that, because we can get hyped on people and the things they say and the things they do. Right. And we get all caught up in our emotions. Remember, our soul is our mind, will, and our emotions. And so when they get in our headspace, you know, and it makes us feel good, then we we immediately want to make a decision based right. on our feeling for the moment. Right. But we've never taken the time to sit and watch and wait and see what the conclusion of the conversation will be right. even after you just smoke, you didn't look, you just smoke a little weed or what you didn't done, you didn't took a little drink or whatever. Right. Let's see what happens tomorrow because right. tomorrow may be a different scenario altogether. Right. right. You know, right. so we can't always do things, and I think that's why a lot of people rush into relationships and then they wind up being broken relationships, and then what happens is the person is broken. Right. Why? Because they led themselves or allowed themselves to be led by their emotions as opposed to getting into their headspace and thinking logically. Mm. Wow. Right. So sometimes the, the enemy will come in and impersonate himself to be something that he's not. Wow. Okay, so we having a conversation. Wow. Vibe is good. You taking a sip, you know, you're doing what you're doing. Woo, woo, woo. We good for the moment, right? And everything's hype. You know, she looking good. He looking good. And we're like in our headspace. We have a type, you know, we have a, this this visual of what we want to have in our lives. Hmm. And it's good. It's good for the moment. But then what happens two, three months later? Is the vibe still there? Right. Maybe. Right. But, but do you start asking different questions? Do you start asking questions beyond the physical? Now's the time to get into the headspace of the person and see what they're thinking. Because a lot of times people come to the conversation and you see them wearing a clutch purse, but for real, for real, she got a suitcase luggage in her trunk of her car that's filled with hatred, bitterness, resentment, um, lack of self-control she you know she she's broken she don't want to tell you that she's been abused that she's an alcoholic on the slip that she smoked weed on a regular to keep her functioning she don't tell you that she comes from a broken home that she got daddy pains it's a whole lot of stuff in her trunk in that luggage that suitcase but all she's showing you is the clutch purse that says "I'm, i'm i can be a good woman i can cook you know, I work every day. I'm I'm independent, but she don't tell you about the tears, why she does what she does, why she flick off sometimes when you say a certain thing or you touch her a certain way. Mm. None of those things are talked about because we still hype on the feeling and what she looked like or what he looked like. Right. Wow. You know, and so men get caught up in the physical and she, her, you know, her smooth talking. And her willingness to do whatever you want her to do and how the best way she know how to do it. But she skipped that part about what happened to you when you were five, when you were six. Right. Who molested you? Who hurt you? Correct. Why are you broken? Correct. We never talk about those things. And so you thinking she your rib, but she really isn't your rib because she don't fit your vision. Mm. 
And I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about the spiritual that God has given you. Mm. And there's a difference. And 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 it's is is uh it's interesting that you led to that because we eventually got to that. We eventually got right. to a point where, you know, some information was, you know, came out, you know, in regards to her and her and, you know, and, and her and the, and the family member. And it was just like, wow. So, OK, now this explains a lot like this. Right. This explains a lot, but it still exactly. doesn't it still doesn't excuse the disrespect towards your husband. Right. But see, this is the thing, though. Had we taken a little bit more time. Yeah. You would have been able to discover that she wasn't wife material for the moment. Right. At that I time. Agree. I because agree. nobody dealt with the brokenness. And I see, agree. when you don't deal when when you don't know, then you can't deal with it. It's not it's not evident. It's not there. If nobody told you, Hey, I have a problem with men touching me a certain way because I was molested by my uncle when I was ten. Right. That's right. And you, you, you touching her a certain kind of way because that's what you like. That's your woman. You know what I'm saying? And when, you, when she, when she rejects you in that way, you trying to figure out is it me? Right. Did I do something wrong? Absolutely when she right. never disclosed that part in her luggage that said I was molested. Right. And this is a this is the the reaction that I'm going to give you because nobody ever talked to me about that part that nobody wants to talk about, that deep, dark secret that nobody wants to talk about. And so we have to be careful about who we choose to be our helpmate because what we do is we create soul ties. Mm. And I say that soul ties with that person that may linger on for a period of time and see when you're trying to break up, it's a hard way to try to break up with that person. Why? Because you're still solely tied to that person. Remember, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. Right. And so that soul tie is there. And it's hard to break away from that person because of the tie. And But you can't figure out why you can't break away from that person in spite of the fact. Why? Because you've already engaged in the familiar. Yes. Um, and, and that place of vulnerability, which means intimacy also. Yes. Okay. We've, we've you, discussed you, that. We've discussed yeah. that in the group as well. Right. So when you start, when you start having sexual encounters with someone who you don't fully know all the things about them, right? you are now creating a soul tie with that person. That means that now, now your soul is, is, is entwined with that person. And for as often as you have those intimate times and it can't, it don't always be sex. Sometimes it's just having deep conversations, becoming very vulnerable to that person because that, that also creates a soul tie because now you're saying, you know what? I feel for you. I'm sorry you went through that, you know, or, we have that in common. Right. Now we now we we gonna be closer than close because I'm finding out that some of the things you went through, I went through. I went through. So Correct. now exactly. So now we're creating a soul tie with one another because now you in my head. I'm thinking about you all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about you all the time when I'm around you, I smell your scent. And when I'm not around you, mm. I'm still smelling your scent. Wow. You know what I'm saying? When I touch you, I'm, I feel a certain kind of way. And then when I walk away from you and I think about those times that we've been intimate together, I get chills up my up my spine. It, I, I quiver because mm. why? 
it was a time and a moment that we became vulnerable to one another, not realizing that now you have solely tied yourself mm -hmm. with somebody that you don't fully, fully know. Right. Because there's still some things that have not been unpacked. Correct. And I say unpacked because they haven't fully disclosed everything. Correct. And 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 I think that um, part of the discussion as well, you know, that came up, you know, is vulnerability, right? And it's like, yes. you know, women say men aren't vulnerable, but I remember speaking up in another group and I was saying, well, you know, it's it's, it's funny to me how you say men aren't vulnerable, but I've always heard um, married women say, if you listen to what he's telling you, you'll find out what he's talking about. And, oh, I, yeah. and I was just like, what does that mean? Because this lady was like, because most of us women, and I'm talking about me, we don't listen. We just hear what you're saying. We don't listen to you. And so I remember being, you know, vulnerable, you know, on a couple of occasions. And I think after that happened, you know, certain either we're watching TV or I see something on the news and I react to it a certain way or I say something and I'll get that look like you, you would really do that. And so it's now... I've told you a little bit about myself and now you judge me based off what you think you know about me. Because I mean, again, I haven't told you everything about me, but I've told you some stuff about me. Right. And so, and I also tell folks sometimes that if you're not, if you're not, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but I'm literally coming to a point now where if, if you haven't either um, interacted or grown up or been involved with somebody that who grew up in a certain type of area, you would never fully understand what their mental is because you don't know some of the trauma that they've been through or, or even seen. So yeah. I know, and I know that's not true for all, but I'm just saying for me, I understand now that it's going to be a lot of people who never understands me, and yeah, and I'm but, and I'm okay but, with that though. Right, but you know this is the thing: a lot of people miss they miss the 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 um the cliche that says you're a product of your environment. Right. And most times it's true if you grew up in a certain way. Your your primitive years are your preteen and part of your teen years. Mm -hmm. Those are the years that seeds are being planted within your spirit and your soul to let you know this is what you have to do to survive. So I grew up in Northeast Washington with drug infested area. It was a drug infested area. Um I I, I saw things that I probably shouldn't have seen at that young age, but um, as I grew up, there are certain things that it, it taught me that I still live out today. Right. Prime example, um, don't walk up on me. You can't walk up on me. Uh, nah. and you, have, you can't be in my space nah. unless I welcome it. And so absolutely. I still live by that, right? right? Because, and then I have a thing about people disrespecting me. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so these, some of these, these, these things that I, I grew up around, they're still a part of my life. Right. I, I, you got to have at least three feet between us, at least arm's length. Well, now right? six. Now six. <laughs> now six. Exactly. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah, now <laughs> six. Yeah, yeah, now it's six. But, yeah. but before the COVID happened, I always still had that because I, I grew up in a, in a time where we fought. You don't come up in my space yeah, unless you you ready to wreck. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, and then you don't call me on my listen, name. You listen don't that disrespect too. me. Ready to yeah, wreck. Listen that too. Right? Ready to wreck. Yeah, but, but that's what that's how we grew up. Yeah, you know that's what I'm true. saying? So, and even though I am a Christian, get this, I am a Christian 
I believe God. I trust God. I know that he will fight my battle. But there are times when people come up on me in the store, in line, that I I react because I'm still that woman Mm -hmm. that believes that don't come up on me. If I can feel you breathing on my neck, you're too close. Right. If I turn around and you right there in my face, you're too close. Stand back. You know, give me some space. Right. Because that's not how I do things. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, respect my name because my name is the only thing that is going to be called in heaven. That's the only thing I'm taking with me mm. is my name. So put some respect on that. You see what I'm saying? So there are certain things that I just don't allow. And because I grew up in that era, in that type of environment, that's still my, that's part of my culture. That's who I am. I still like to listen to a little go-go music. Absolutely. I mean, J.J. Harrison just came out with this song, and I'm telling you, it's a lot of crank behind it. I heard it. I still dig it. I still dig it. it. You know what I'm saying? I heard it. That's a part of my culture. Mm -hmm. Now, had I grown up in a different area, like, say, for instance, North Carolina, that might not be my thing. Right, you'd be, it'd be you know different. what I'm saying? Right. Right. It would be totally different. Right. And so this is the thing. When you when you talk about dealing with somebody, they have to know your background in order to deal with your now. Right. I agree. Deal, deal with my background so that you know what you're working with. Right. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if there are certain things that my brother... And you, you know my brother. Absolutely. He's younger, he's younger than I am. He's six years younger than I am. And there's still things today that he protects me, he guards me. No man can come into my life unless my brother check him. Mm. Because my brother sees things that I don't see. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? So, so I, actually, I say all of that. I actually uh, recently came into a term of, uh, it's called a, 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 an executive team, where this team of people are your family members that can actually see things that you might not see and be able to speak on the person that you may be dealing with and say, hey, either this is it or either this is not it. So I kind of came, I kind of, I heard that not too long ago and it just blew my mind like, wow, like, okay, an executive yeah. team. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and but see that, and the reason being is because when we go back, and I'm going back to the red now. Okay. When we go back to that, we look at Genesis two, and we start around verse eighteen. Okay. Um, and we talk about how God created the man, and he he gave him the authority to see and name everything that was of the air and of the sea and of the field. Correct. He, he gave Adam that authority. Now, the first thing that he said, that God said to Adam is, what is it that you see? That means the man has to have vision. Okay? So, with the vision, sometimes, because we know men are very visual. Sometimes a man can see someone, and she's very pretty. She's, you know, she's she's adorable. You know, she looks like she got things in all the right places. And, but aside from that... What else do you see? What is the vision that God has given you that pertains to the purpose of your life? Mm. And I think a lot of times men forget that part. Mm. They're so visual on the woman, but they forget about the vision that God has given them. So when we look at mm. um, when we look at the, the things that God has placed in for us and, and purpose for us, do we take on that woman who looks good, but she don't meet your vision? 
She don't reach the standard by the vision that God, she don't line up with the vision that God has given the man. When she don't line up with the vision that God has given you, you have to dismiss her because she's just another pretty face. She will ultimately be your demise. Yes. Let me tell you about Samson and Delilah. Okay? So Samson and Delilah, God had already told Samson, there are certain things you just can't do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you separated and per purpose for this particular thing. Mm-hmm. You're a Nazarite. You can't be out here doing this and that, marrying strange women. You got to stay focused. What did she do? Mm-hmm. She allowed herself to get engulfed with a pretty face and mm-hmm. a big behind. Mm-hmm. And he lost sight of his vision. Eventually, they literally took his eyes from him and that he could no longer see. Right? Mm-hmm. He lost his strength. Because she she told she she asked him, so where does your strength lie? And eventually, I mean, he played around with her, you know, yes, yeah, this is that, that's mm-hmm. third. And and she found out, yeah, what he told me was a lie, that wasn't true, yada yada yada. And then eventually in one of his vulnerable moments, probably mm-hmm. while they were having relations, I'm gonna say relations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh and and she and he gave up the ghost and told her, It's in my head. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to cut your hair Mm -hmm. and see where your strength is now. Right now, the people that, that the people that was in her ear, because she, she got that from the other people that wanted to do it then. Yes. Right. And so, and, and, and so when she, when she went back to them, they, and she said, it's in his hair. They went, they shaved his head. Then his strength left him. Why? Because God told him, you can't be dealing with these strange women. Right. And when you become and you lose vision and sight of what I told you, then you let this strange person come into your life. Your vision is non and void. Right. Right. So right. he's now destroyed. He's destroyed. The Bible even talks about it in Proverbs 31. Where And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read it, you know. From the uh, the hood version, which is the Message Bible. <laughs> okay, I love I love the Message Bible though. It it, it breaks yeah. it down for you though. It breaks it down. So we yeah. talk about Proverbs thirty one, and we talk about verses two through three. And I'm gonna read it like it says that it. Say, "Oh son of mine, this is the mother talking to her son, just like I was talking to you last week." You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a mom, a spiritual mother, gonna tell you true. So she says, she says in the Bible, she says, "Oh son of mine, what can you be thinking of?" Child whom I bore, the son I dedicated to God, don't dissipate your virility, which is the things that I put into you Mm -hmm. and the things that God has made you to be, on fortune-hunting women. That means a gold digger. Mm. Promiscuous women who shipwreck leaders. What does that mean? She set up for your demise. Not Mm. realizing that's what she's doing, but truly, that's what she's doing because if she's not lining up, with the vision that God has given him, then what is she doing? Yeah. She's setting him up for failure. Yeah. She's setting him up for failure. So, so when we go back to Genesis, we talk about the, the, you know, Adam and God gave him vision. He was like, man, you got authority. You got, you got control. You can name it. Everything that I created, I want you to make, make a name for it. And I'm giving you authority over them. Right? right? So now he's a man with vision. He like, when I see this, I'm going to call it that. When I see this, I'm going to call it that. And then God said, okay, 
I'm going to make him a helper that's suitable for him. Mm. And so let me preface this. You can't go out and get an orange from an apple tree. Right? <laughs> right. Right. It's not, you can't do it. Right. So he said, I'm going to make him a helper that's suitable for him. That means that we're going we gonna to make somebody just for Adam that is going to reproduce his own kind. Mm -hmm. That means that she's going to be able to do some of the things that he does. But it's just that I, I created him first. And so what then God does, he puts him to sleep. He puts Adam to sleep. And he, while he puts him to sleep, he takes ribs from, from Adam. And he creates woman. Mm. Now, he, that's a suitable helper. But who named the woman? It was Adam. Mm. Adam was the one that named her. He says, he says, then, the, then this is um, Genesis 2 verses, uh, is chapter 2 verses 22. It says, then the rib which the Lord had, had taken from him, man, he made into a woman and he brought her to him, to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of a man. So what does that say? He saw her. He said, she is just like me, except she carries a womb. Now, the womb is set apart for one purpose. The purpose of that is to reproduce what the God had given Adam. Correct. The man holds the seed. The woman carries the seed. The vision that God has given you can only be birthed out really and truly through the woman's womb. Hmm. I've never seen a man give birth to a child. Nah. You don't have that capability. Nah. So the don't seed want it. that you have don't want <laughs> it. So the seed that the man has within him, he interjects that into the womb. And what happens is when she conceives, now interjects. she has to give birth to that very thing. I gotta start using now, that interjects. I like that. Yeah. Yes, interjects. Interjects. Right? Rick James. So she, yes. <laughs> Rick James. So when she so when she is when she is um actually carrying this 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 child, mm -hmm. right? She's conceived. She carries it, she eats properly, she does what she needs right. because the vision that or the seed that has been planted in her has to be fully nourished so that it gives is is birthed out and is healthy. Right? right, right. Likewise, as it is in the spirit, so it is in the natural. When you start speaking about the vision that God gives you, and you uh, you tell this to the woman that God has said that this is part of your real, and if she receives it, and she starts doing things to help nurture that, and to help it to grow, so that it reproduces the very vision that God has given you, that's how you know that this woman is part of your rib. Why? Because she's like-minded with you. Right. She is just soulmate. She helps you. That's why they call her helper. Help, helpmate is to help you to birth out the very thing that God has given you. Okay. To prove my point, the Bible tells us in, in Habakkuk 2, 2, right? Mm -hmm. It says, and, and it says to write the vision and make it plain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it in the message version. I'm going to read it in the message version. So, and it says, uh, Abekah 2, 2 through 3, it's saying, then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters mm -hmm. so that it can be read on the run. 
that means while you moving, you still can read it, right? Right. right. The vision, the vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's all on its way. It will come right on time. What right. does that mean? That means that with whatever it is that God has placed in you to fulfill that purpose, it's going to happen. But if you share this vision with that person and they don't take it and run with it and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. She ain't the one for you. If she's speaking, she's speaking ill against it. She ain't the one for you. That's not your rib. Because your rib is is called to do what? It's to protect the vital things in you. That means she's going to cover your heart and she's going to protect it. She's going to, the very things that you meditate on, that means that the things that you eat and you digest, she's going to cover that. She's going to protect your liver. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those things that's supposed to be impurities to you, your kidneys, all of those things are supposed to be like, you know, to keep out the impurities. She's going to speak to that and she's going to take away those things that, that make you feel some kind of way. She's going to speak against that and speak life. Mm. She's there to help protect all of those things that will cause you to die. Hence, your lungs. If you feel like you can't breathe, when you're around her, wow. that's suffocating Man, you. Saying that's not nice. your rib. That's wow. not your rib. Okay. Yeah. If she suffocates you, if you can't breathe, and, and then she sucks the life out of you when you come around her, hmm. if she's always nagging and she's speaking depth to your, your personality, to your vision, why you want to do this? Why you got to do that? Da, 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 da. That's not your rib. Hmm. That's not your rib. And, but then when you find your rib, make sure that she is covered also. Because if you let her go out amongst the wolves, guess what? Satan going to get into her ear and she is going to take in what is being said and she will come back and demolish the thing that God has placed in you. Mm. Now, remember, it was it was Satan that came back and said to Eve, no, you won't surely die. That happens when you allow certain people to be in your space. Right. Or when she allowed her, her, her jealous girlfriends to be in her ear. Right. Or somebody that's really be that, that, that man that really want to be with her and he jealous of you. Right. And they start talking to her ear. Right. Oh, you know, y'all trying to do this, y'all trying to do that. Right. Kill the, she going to have to be smart enough to kill the noise and say, listen. I've got my man's back 100%. Mm. And everything that he talking about doing, I'm with it. And when you speak negative wow. about him, you're speaking negative about me, wow. that's your ride or die. That's your chick. That's your rib. Wow. So, that's it. So how do you... So, I mean, we're we, we, we not going to give them too much more because you, you just gave them a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people on here saying, yes, 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 on point. Yes, 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 yes. Speak, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, just just give us an idea of where it goes left. Like, like give us an idea of why is it that? Like, so first of all, like when we, when you get married and you get to that point, and you and you and you and you talk about marriage, why isn't the word the foundation of the marriage? Like, why is it not like like? So for me, you know, my something that was given to me was make sure you pray with your wife every day. You right, know. but see, this is the other part to that, though. If you don't include spirit in it, it won't spirit right. won't become of it. Right. So, so, so this is the thing. Again, I say you have to sit down and stop thinking with your 
physical eyes and go into your spiritual knowledge, okay. right? And so what happens is, okay, let's just say um, you meet a young lady and what you have, you know, and she she looks great, you know, she's talking good for the moment. But when you start speaking spiritual things to her, how does she react? Right. How does she respond? Right. And see, this is this is this is the part that the men mess up because they go for the sex. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah. They go for the sex and they get so caught up in how good the sex is, and she do it like this and she do it like that, and you know she do this that, and the third. And when I'm in her, this is what I'm feeling. Yada yada yada. Oh. They're carried away by their emotions. Ooh, that made me shake and a little bit. <laughs> But their emotions are not going to be able to sustain them when hard times come. Correct. That's correct. Because they're working in the flesh. Remember, we talked about the body. We live, we, we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. And so our bodies respond to some of the things and the things that we put in our minds. Right. So while man can look at a woman a certain kind of way or she can give off a certain type of little vibe and he gets an erection. Why? Because she's in his mind now. Yeah. And his emotions get riled up because his flesh, mm. right, is in tune now. Right. And so you thinking you got chemistry with her. Nah, man, you get ready to create a soul tie. Wow. That's why it's good for you to withstand. Good for you to withstand because when you leave the flesh out of it, then you can think clearly. I you agree. have nothing to deter you from making a decision that you're going to later on regret. I agree. You dig what I'm saying? So leave the sex out of it for a good while. Check her out. You know, ask questions. Does she go to church? Does she have a relationship with God? Do she know how to spell Jesus? Like, not her suits, though. Like, you know, like Jesus. Like, right. do she have a relationship? You know, ask her certain things that, you know, that, that you believe in. You know, bring, bring it out. Talk about, you know, how often you pray. Talk about how you meditate on the word. Talk right. about your prayer life. Talk about how you, you know, you go to church and this is what you believe. Talk about those things to see what their reaction is. Don't ask no questions that you can't handle. Right. Okay. And when I say that, I mean this. If you're not, if you're not ready to handle the truth about her, don't ask the question. Just let it come out. Right. Because I promise you, if she say to you, now you all involved, and then you ask her a question like this. Um, if you ask her a question like, okay, have you ever been molested? If mm -hmm. she can't come out and tell you that, if she starts to draw tears, pause. Don't interact with her sexually. Pause on that because... You just touch something. Mm. That's a that's a spot in her. Mm. That's a vulnerable spot. That's a wound. That that's a wound that hasn't been healed. That's an area that's very sensitive. Pause. 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 Um, talk about you know what happened in your previous relationship. How did he How did he treat you? You know, because then you can talk about that, and then when she starts getting teary eyed, and then that's all she talk about. Pause because she got that luggage and she haven't unpacked it yet because there's a lot that goes with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of resentment. There's some hurt. There's some anger that she needs to manage. You know, she hasn't fully healed yet. Right. You know, so when you start talking, don't start talking in the bed in the bedroom being naked. Talk about these things on outside with fully clothed and we having dialogue over a meal. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because then you can have those conversations. I always tell people, 
go and have a meal together. Sit at the table because at the table, that's when you become vulnerable. You become that person. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just chilling. It's, there's no ties. You, you're not above her. She's not above you. Y'all equal at that moment. Y'all sitting there, y'all eating, you burping, she farting, whatever. You wow. know what I'm saying? You're right. just being, yeah. you just being you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. have those type of conversations then. Right. Because if you can't have those down to earth, life experience type of conversation. I agree. You're going to have a problem later on. And marrying that person is too late then. Right. It's too late then. Now Now you're forcing me right. to unpack a luggage that I'm not built for. Right. That's the other thing. So when you talk about your rib, it's unruly for you to have somebody. Your ribs are 10 inches long, right? And then you get with somebody whose ribs is only 5 inches long. She don't fit. Mm. She don't fit. She is not built for you. Mm. You're going to have to cut it all. Because some things you're not built to handle. You're not built for everything that that person has been through. And it's wrong for that person to come to you depending on you to unpack her luggage when you didn't even know what was in her luggage. But, it's called baggage. But it's not easy. I would say it's not easy to cut it off because, like we're like you just said, we're so emotionally attached. So it's like, how do we, like, how do we identify that we just have to cut it off? Like, how do we identify that? When when you realize that she don't see your vision, she don't meet the requirements. She can, she's not going to help you. She's going to hinder you. And anytime that look look, let's look at it this way. If you're one that budgets your money mm-hmm. and she's a spender, y'all gonna have some problems. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah. She's gonna there's gonna be some problems. If you are healed and you're not you're free of baggage, you can see your ex give her a hug and pound it out or whatever the case would be. You ain't talking about her, you ain't swallowing about her, but your person is always talking about her ex, she ain't healed and she ain't ready. Right. Because what you want is somebody that's healed and whole and ready to pursue whatever your vision is with your mate. Right. I agree with that. So sometimes, sometimes it's okay to have a few days away from that person, not talking to that person, allow allow them to come into that place of recognition. Maybe I'm not ready for this, Mm. or maybe I'm not suited for him, or vice versa. Maybe I'm not ready for her. Maybe I'm not ready for what I got or what God is telling me that I am and ready for. Right. You know, this is the purpose that God has given me. So if I have a business venture and I, I, I speak for me, um, I have I have purpose. You know, I don't date just on a, on a humble anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't date on a humble. Why? Because I can get caught up in my love language, which is spending quality time in touch. Mm-hmm. So if the man touched me the right way, Mm. And he willing to spend time with me. Rick James. I'm already in. I'm already in my flesh. I'm Rick already James. in my flesh. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I got. Yeah. I got to talk to you on the phone and have that distant conversation so that I can get to know who you are, spirit and soul. Your body is is irrelevant because if you can touch me spiritually, right? You got me. I agree. You got me. I agree. And but- if your soul, if your mind, will, and emotions are on point with me. And I can feel like I can become vulnerable to you and I can share with you just about anything that's going on with me or has happened with me. We good. Cause see now the physical don't even, it doesn't even relate. Why? Because I've already exposed to you and you've exposed to me that spiritual side, which means that we are, are like, there's a thing called kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? And that draws that person because if they we align with our relationship with God. You know, we have life goals in the spirit where we talk about ministry things. We talk about, you know, prayer. We, you know, this is the, these are the things that interlock us. So that, listen, when there's a time that you have become um, into a relationship, we have a friendship basis. That's our foundation. Right. It's our friendship. Right. And so and when we build our foundation on our relationship, if our, if our relationship is built on our foundation, then we can carry on and we can get beyond the disagreements and things of that sort. Right, and I then agree. If, there's, if there's something wrong where we can't have sexual relations, we still good. Why? Because we still good friends. Right. I agree You know with what that. I'm saying? And so you have to look at all cases. What if something happens to you? What if something happened to her? Will you still be able to have that loving relationship, that friendship, that bond that keeps right. you connected? Right. I agree. I, I, and I and I also think that COVID-19, you know, whether people like to believe it or not, COVID-19 has actually given people the opportunity to not oh, be yeah. sexual and get in tune to a person to get to know them versus, you know, just, you know, running out and having sex with them and getting, you know, you know, sexually connected to them. So I think mm -hmm. I mean, even though COVID-19 has been a, you know, has been a <laughs> has been a traumatic been year. You know, yeah. but it's, it's still it's been good and bad. Right. It's been good and bad it, because it, it exposed some 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 yes. uh, some bad relationships. Yes. Toxic but it exposed it because yes. you know, it, it, it showed you who was really for you and who really wasn't. Yes. And then it actually reconciled some marriages. So there are times when people got reconnected, reestablished in their relationship. Um, they you know, we reestablished in, in, in doing things and re-strategizing their moves. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. a lot of times in this pandemic, a lot of people have reconnected and restarted from the beginning, um, reestablished some things. Um, um, Neo was one prime example. You know, they were talking about the boys, you know, but the pandemic has caused them and forced them to face one another and deal with their right. issues. Right. And now they're they talking about, we're not divorced and we're going to stay together. This is my boo. You know what I'm saying? So either one two one or two things happen. Either you got separated and divorced because you got exposed or God revealed to you that this is really and truly the one that you're supposed to be with. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. And and, and, yeah. and and a lot of people not build Fort Tough, so they just roll out. So I want to answer some questions because we still have a few minutes, if well, you don't mind. Well, if people want to ask questions. Well, if you, if you guys want to ask some questions, you can. I, I've, 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 I've made, I've basically have gotten a lot of um, comments, not necessarily questions. Like, uh, I'll give you one. Uh, let me see if I can find one. So, my brother Ant, my brother said, "Real talk with the six man isn't a, isn't only a podcast. It isn't only a movement. It's a ministry. I don't know how." I would have maintained throughout my divorce journey without my man Kevin Williams. So it's just, you know, yeah. it's one of them things where you know you 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 understand where you are now, and you feel like you know if you got a brother in need, you know you help him out. You know, what I mean, you, right. you you talk to him and let him know you know what's going on. But so, you know, the the key thing to that though is that you came and you were there and available to him from a healed place, mm, not a broken place, mm, and that makes the difference. Right. That makes a difference. Right.
Yeah. So I mean, like again, like I say, it's just been mainly um, comments, not necessarily questions. But if you guys have any questions for Miss K. Ron while she's on the phone, we still have a couple minutes. If you guys got a question, something that you might be dealing with right now, you know, definitely chime in and let us know. Um, but K. Ron, I mean, I, I would just say for the most part, I mean, you know, since we're here, I'm, I, I would just, you know, just I'm thankful for you know, having you in my life. Um, you know, we don't talk all the time. You know, we don't see each other all the time. But I know, you know, sometimes when you're on Facebook, you'll see me, you'll be like, look at you, I'm proud of you. So it's just like, I, it, it, it lets me know, you know, the the walk. Like, I've, I've walked and, and, and it ain't been easy. So it's like, right. you so know. It's, it's like a mother taking, you know, I held your hand for a period of time where we were talking on a regular you know, and so it's just like when you go and you you teach your child how to cross the cross the street. You go with her and you hold her hand and you you know you say okay this is what you do. You look both ways and this and the third and you walk with her across the street and you do that a couple of more times and then eventually you walk with her to the curb and then you say okay this time I'm going to let you walk on your own. Right. You go across the street and you do what you do right. and then you say okay you do it a few times and then eventually. You don't go with her, but you watch her go right. down the street to the curb. You watch her to watch both sides, you know, both right. directions. Then she crosses over. And then eventually you say, okay, you go on to school. I'm good. You know, I've actually, I've actually done that. I've actually, I've actually right. done that with her. I've actually let right. her, I've actually literally let her walk from the corner of my house to Richie Road by herself while I drove in my truck. Right. And, and she literally, exactly. and, and the whole time she's walking, she's looking at me smiling, walking, because she's like, she's doing it by herself. <laughs> so it was, exactly it was, yeah, it's funny you said yeah. that, because I actually did that. Yeah. And I told my mother, she yeah. was like, you did what? I was like, I was in the truck. What's not going to happen? So I was right there, just letting her walk. But right. I do have, but I do have a question. Oh, now, yeah. now they're coming and, in. So I, I just want to say, I want to say, that's what I've been doing with you. Okay. Is you know what I'm saying so so I've I've walked with you for a period of time mm -hmm. and then eventually I just say okay Kevin you, you know I'm gonna let you and then when it was time for me to say okay let you know that let me pull that in because you know you and I talk yeah, you know yeah. okay let's pull that in yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's was that how is that you know proving out and then eventually I'm like okay he good you right. know I just watch you from afar yeah. 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 So I do have a so I do have a question. So a uh, young lady asks, "What are some things you want to look for in connecting with your mate?" It, okay, so she's asking on the woman side. Correct. Um, well, the, first of all, um, again, let's go back to Genesis two, and, and we talk about you know um, how God gave the man a vision. So for her, she needs to be asking questions. So. You know, what is your purpose in life? What is it that you're looking to do? You know, what's your vision? Do you have a vision? Do you have a relationship with God? Because, and it's very important that she asks those questions because why? If she is dealing with a guy that's supposed to be following God, and then likewise, she's supposed to be following him, she want to make sure that she's going in the right direction, that she can trust him with her life. You dig what I'm saying? So so it's very important that she she gets with a guy that has a vision, that he, he has his mindset on something that she can follow through and know that she's able to birth out that vision and help him along the way. But if he don't come with nothing, he don't have nothing, he don't strive for nothing, he just going to work, or maybe he don't have a job, I will stop it right there. Mm. I will stop it right there because the man is the one that's eventually going to carry her and bring her along with him in success right. or failure. Right. 
Right. She needs to know if she can handle that. Right. 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 And she's not, and, and then she has to make sure that he doesn't have a lot of bags. You know, a lot of baby mama drama. No, because drama is not a die. You want to live your life in peace. You don't want to have to be out here trying to figure Absolutely. out if somebody going to jump me when I come outside. Absolutely. I'm on the phone, woo-woo-woo with her. Right. Do I got to go slap her? Do I got to make sure? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Right. you don't want that. You don't right. want that type of relationship. And then you want to make sure that he's able to take care of you in the event that something happens to you where you can't work. Correct. Is he that is he that dude that's always gonna be jumping from job to job to job and never stable? The Bible says that a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways and you can't trust that he's gonna get anything from God. God is not gonna make anything happen for him because one minute he gonna be an entrepreneur, the next minute he just gonna be a slum at home. Playing right. video games. So so I got so I got two more questions. We got like four minutes left. I got two I got two questions. So I wasn't going to ask you this question, but since the group member asks, I'm going to ask. So group member asks, why is it okay for men to have a lot of female friends, but it's not okay for women to have a lot of male friends? Well, uh, part of that is because that's what he's always had. <laughs> and so if, if, the man, if the man is for you, then whatever friends he has is going to be your friends. I agree. And that's how that's how that rolls. But if a man is somehow he got a lot of female friends and you can't handle female friends, guess what? He playing you. I'ma just be honest. He doing what he do and he don't want he a man has a problem with a woman having multiple mates or multiple friends. Why? Because he don't know if you sexing him just like you sexing um those guys. Right. He don't know that. Right. Right? A man is very protective over his queen. Absolutely. And so if you have if this queen have a lot of male friends, he knows because he's thinking, I got a lot of female friends and I know how I carry it with them. So I'm sure that these men are doing the same things with my queen. Mm. And so that's the reason why he don't want it because his mindset is, I know what I'm doing. And I got a lot of female friends. Right. So these men are probably thinking the same way I'm thinking. Hold up. No, you can't have them kind of friends because I'm one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So I got a, exactly. I, I got another question. So it says, going back to the example of one person being financially sound and a, another isn't, do you still see an opportunity for the relationship to still blossom if there's characteristics that attract you to the other person? Wait until he becomes financially sound. Okay. Wait until he becomes financially sound because I'm going to tell you this. If if I start off one way, I can't look at you any different if we end up the same way. Right. Because how you came in is how we're going. Right. You see what I'm saying? So right. don't allow yourself to even put yourself in that type of position. If he ain't really striving and he ain't really doing and you are, you a boss, you that Proverbs 31 woman where you out there making it happen for you, right. you know what I'm saying? That's unequally yoked anyway. Okay. Where's his vision? Right. That's, 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 I think that's important, but I mean, you know, again. It's very, it's very important because if she's, again, if she's out here making it happen, see, this is how I look at it. I can do bad by myself. I don't need you to contribute to my, to my, my, my disablement. Now, if we rocking together and we both have our struggles, that's one thing. 
But if you consistently struggle, and I always got to pull you out, we got to have a problem because now I'm trying to figure out where's your vision, where are we going with this, what are you doing? Right. Let's come on an even plane. Let's come on an even plane so we can make it happen for us, not just myself. So I don't have, I don't think this is necessarily a question. I think this is necessarily just to get your thoughts, mm-hmm. just to get your perspective before we get out of here. So it says, I know that men seek God and women let the man lead, but I also believe that it's also important for a woman to go into her own prayer closet and pray for her own insight on how to make decisions for her man and children as well. What are your thoughts on that? That's a very important because I'm going to tell you this. If you don't get, okay, so let me say it this way, and this is how I, I demonstrate it. The man is the head. The woman is the neck. A lot of times, the woman has to make sure that her man sees what she sees that's coming down the pipe. Mm. How does she do that? By the neck, you can turn the head in which way you want. Right. And how do you do that? Through prayer. Okay. Don't talk into his ear because God is talking into his ear. You go into your prayer closet and you voice out that neck is that's where your vocals are. Your neck is 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 the way you speak is what you take to God because right. God is ultimately going to speak to that man. But if you talking and and he trying to hear God, he ain't gonna hear God because he hearing you. You can't be Holy Spirit mm. and wife at the same time. Oh wow! You are supposed to help him get to where he's got to go. You're supposed to speak to the vision, and there are times where he may be looking in a, another direction. What do you do? You go in your prayer closet, you pray, and you ask God to give your husband or your mate the vision by which he has given you so that he sees what you see. Mm, I got that. I got that. It's nothing like a praying woman. and I would recommend this to any woman that's married or she's thinking about getting married. You're trying to prepare yourself for marriage. Go ahead and get the book called um, a praying wife. Mm, okay, a praying wife. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so I would say, man, we might need to do this again. I mean, we might need to get that balance of us kind of in the group, you know, you know, us talking our smack to each other, but then bringing it back to, you know, um, a foundation of where we where we can kind of strive to be better. I mean, because you know, the platform itself is be better than you were yesterday. And there's no other way to be better than you were yesterday by the grace of God. Meaning that if you went out and you did something and he gave you, you know, uh, mercies to come back and still give you breath, then you have the opportunity to be better than you were yesterday. So I think that having you back on, you know, in another um, light would be, um, I think it'll give the group good context. I mean, because we, we, we talk smack to each other, but it's always good to get, you know, some foundation on what on what we do and how, how we operate. So I think I need to bring you back on soon. That'll be good. I mean, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, you have to remember we're spirit first. Right. Then God gave us the soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. So unless you get that spiritual connection in, everything that your soul does, which is going to eventually die, it it boy it makes everything boy. You just living out of your flesh, and right. what does that prove you? Nothing. Exactly, exactly. So so, Miss Cameron, if 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 somebody on here who's listening just wanted to reach out to you and you know just send you a thank you, you know comment or just a thank you inbox, where where would they be able to find you on, on social media? Okay, so my social media, um, I'm on Kron Yarborough, uh, which is K A R O N. Y A R B O R 
O-U-G-H, just like you put in your Facebook. And, you know, hit me up, friend me. We can chat it up through IM. I'm also on um, Instagram, same thing, K-Ron Yarborough. Um, my ministry page is K-Ron Speaks, and that's on Facebook, K-Ron Speaks. Um, and then also with Instagram, K-Ron Speaks. So either way you want to hit me up, it's good, it's cool. And, and, just a, and just a quick tidbit before we get over it. So you do know that you were the reason why I kept this going, because the day you told me to come up to the studio and talk, and the and the, yeah. and the and the and the studio director was like, "Man, you need your own show." I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's so, because yeah, um, and you were and you were chosen for that particular um broadcast. That yeah. was my radio show at the time. Yeah. It was called "I'm Thirsty," and we were talking about how women. I took the Samaritan woman, yes. who was thirsty, who went to the well, and I use it in everyday vernacular. Right, you know, women are called thirsty when she trying to push up on a guy. She hungry for it. She wanted yada yada yada, and it was a good segment. It was so dynamic, right. and I was like, "You need to keep on with this. Right. You know, you need to right. keep on with it because it's going to." help you in the long run people yeah. need to hear from you on a real life type of topic right, right. from a different level like keeping it straight talk and that's what you gave me right. um and so people that go on my ministry page k-ron speaks um facebook they'll see that video they can go back and watch that video oh, okay it straight it was it was it, it was it was so nasty I'll, if i can say that yeah i'll be um i'll be sure to uh go to the page and then i'll share yeah. it into the group so everybody can see it but i'm i listen i thank you for coming i thank you for chatting with me um i'm, I'm, I'm just appreciative of you know i know you got a busy schedule i'm just thankful that you came through and gave us you know, a, a good conversation. And I, again, like I said, I think I may bring you on again a few more times just to give us that battle. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm pretty sure everybody else on here thanks you as well. So, um, Oh, no problem. No problem. Anytime. And thank your listeners. I want to thank them for tuning in. And um, I pray that this has blessed you. Um, and um, maybe the next time I'll be able to do face to face. I just wasn't picture ready this time. Oh yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can. We can I think we definitely can set that up. We can definitely set that up. Okay. Cool. All right. So I, again, I thank you for um, you know just coming on, spending some time with us, and I just hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your your night and um, have a great Thanksgiving with family and friends, and you know continue to be blessed. You do the same, and thank you for having me. Appreciate you. All right. Bye bye. This is a journey. It's, it's a process. And, and I know that you think that you know everything now. And out of the abundance of what you think, you speak. But sometimes if you would just hold your peace and realize that how you see it today may not be how you see it five years from now, and you will have damaged everybody with wrong information because you thought it was an experience and it's a journey.
price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today Lord forgive me for my sins and no weapon shall prosper Lead me away from all these damn imposters Standing in the trial singing I learned my lesson The Lord showed me all the signs but I ain't get the message Thought I got the memo You crossing me never cross my mental It took me by surprise now this shit is monumental But it's pushing me, it's pushing me, it's pushing me yeah. And I just step into the booth and just stop killing them dead Cause I'm infatuated we're proving what's mine, and I'm just captivated by these newest methods of mine. And it's just fuel to the flame of this aggression of mine. And just like fine wine, boy, we get better with time. Cause I'm just moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving. Cause I've been, cause yeah. I've been. I'm cruising, cruising. Cause I've been, cause I've been. I learned my lesson, what a price hey, what to a pay price And I just pay. got up on my knees and talked to Christ together And I um, woke up feeling blessed Told myself, gotta live and let go No regrets, forgiveness in my heart, never no stress Mellow breeze, AOT, we the best, no Cali On this road to riches for a minute, hey, mileage Had some bustle on the way, guess who couldn't hold on Sad to say, times got real, look who did stay true Who you, this ain't no shade, just venting no offense Forgot to mention you was my from another, nothing but love for you. Hope you shine. I've been told you nothing, no, no one gon' ever stop mine. Oh no, this my prime time grind. Hey, move. I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. Yeah, I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. Yeah, I learned my lesson, what a price to pay. And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today. Cause I'm just moving, moving, moving. I learned my lesson, what a price to pay And I just got up on my knees and talked to Christ today